What's going on, everybody? It's that time again. It is DLS Central time. That's right. Damon Smith here, and we are talking NFL action. Now, week three was pretty fun to watch. Uh, my Browns drove me crazy, but they, they pulled out the win. Um, and a, lot, a whole lot of other uh, great games happened. And I know there are some fan bases that are that are frustrated and upset. And uh, so we're going to get right into it. So Thursday night, uh, the Browns took down the Steelers. Well, last Thursday, the Browns took down the Steelers, and um, it was the the Browns played played okay. Like it was neck and neck with the Steelers for a while. We struck first, but then they came back, and um, and it was it was tipsy turvy. But what what helped was that um, we 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 continued to put some kind of production up. We didn't have really a great third quarter, but our fourth quarter turned out to be pretty pretty great. Um, the we still were in danger of blowing it though, <laughs> uh, because the 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 Steelers uh, they they were being able to to, to get stops on us. Uh, what helped was that Brissett, you know, he uh, he managed he maintained his poise, so that helped. And and we got a big play to close out the game uh, with um, with that with that botch uh, onside kick and. Um, you know, and just uh, things not going the way the Steelers wanted it to go. Um, so we, it, I was nervous because that first onside kick, it looked like the Steelers are going to get that one, but there was a, a penalty. So we kind of got saved <laughs> on that one. And things just went our way uh, at the at the end. So I'm happy about that. Um, and it was one of the best games I had seen them play against the Steelers uh, in recent history because we we normally the Steelers uh, are the ones that are beating us. Um, but this is this is an opportunity for for the Browns to kind of even things up a little bit and try to get some wins against the Steelers. They when Ben Roethlisberger was there. It, they were extremely difficult to beat. One because always Roethlisberger was always a dangerous quarterback, um, and they just they always had weapons that we didn't have. So um, it, it felt good to to beat the Steelers, especially at home. So that when we do go to Pittsburgh at the end of the at the end of the season, at least we'll have a mental edge and we'll feel better about the matchup. Um, so we defended the land. Uh, we Brownie got the first uh, home field win, and uh, everybody was celebrating. My auntie, you know, in her choir, they did the uh, they did the the Browns victory song on the news, and it just it was. It, I'm happy for them. Um, am I convinced that they're that that they'll uh, that they'll be okay? No, um, but it was this was a game that we that we needed to win. And that I'm glad that we that we did win. Chubb looked great, uh, and again, he's the him and Kareem Hunt are the uh, are the focal point of that Browns offense. And so, if they go down, if something doesn't work right with them, our offense isn't going to to go well. Yes, we have Amari Cooper, but and, and I know people are like, oh, Brissett, Brissett. 
I mean, I, I'm I'm glad Brissett did what he needed to do. He managed the game well. Can't say a bad thing about him. I just I'm not convinced though that our QB problems are over. Um, is and I, I again, I just need to see more of a sample size. But again, we're we're uh, we have a winning record so far. We're two and one, tied for first. In the a, in the AFC North with Baltimore, and um, it, I'm, I'm, it's, it was a good win for the Browns. So totally happy about that. And um, and when you look at at like the um, the the box score for things, we we were kind of we we kept Trubisky out of the end zone from like throwing a touchdown pass. We gave up some runs, of course, and we let Trubisky run one in. But um, Brissett, he threw for two touchdowns. You know, Chubb got got a touchdown. Cooper got a touchdown. You know, we 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 played pretty good. We got our tight end into the action, and um, we we did everything that we needed to do to to win the game. Now, when it comes to to penalties, I want us to 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 be a little better. Both teams got about five apiece, and. Um, but we didn't give up our turnover though. So that's, that's the main thing. Uh, we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot when it came to a turnover. Uh, there were no fumble. Well, yeah, there were no fumbles on our end. So those, if it's a, if there's no interception, no fumble, then we did a great job. So happy about that. Uh, happy Browns fan today. <laughs> uh, and, it, we'll, we'll see what happens with this week of NFL action, but uh, it, it felt good to to have a nice week of Browns compliments uh, from the media and everything. And so on Sunday, it was a pretty fun slate of the Bears. They edged out the Texans. I don't think anybody really cared about the game or watched it, um, but the Bears, even though they're winning ugly, they're winning, and that's all that matters. As as uh, old out the uh, the old owner of the Raiders, uh, you know, who passed away, Al Davis. That's what he used to say: just win. And it's like, and that's the that's what the Bears are doing. They're figuring out a way to win these ugly games. So, and the Texans again. I don't know if the Texans are going to win more than a couple of games this this season, but they're in them. They're they're. It's not like they're getting destroyed by teams. They're playing hard. They're fighting. And I feel like they just they need a couple of more uh need a couple more pieces. They get a couple more pieces than they could act that that uh that are threats that teams have to game plan for and and be concerned about. That's going to make a huge difference. And um, in their development going forward, because again, this was this was a dogfight from the start, and I mean they 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 did play hard, and there were times where they could have taken down the Bears, uh, but they just they gave up that field goal in the fourth quarter, couldn't get any more points going, so it's, that that's that's what happens. But again, they, they it was it was tooth and nail back and forth, pretty much the whole game. But uh, the the problem with with the Texans is is that you know they don't they don't have any 
anyone that that teams feel that they need to respect. And when you when you're in that position, you're gonna lose most of these particular matchups. Um, just kind of like how my Browns used to be for years and years. Is we even when we were playing great and it was a tight game, we'd end up losing it because we didn't have anybody that could take over and actually close the close out the game, but the other team did. And you can only hold back a team for so long until eventually they figure out a crack in in, in your shield and, and find a way to get into the end zone late. So uh, or to uh, to get one through the uprights late. So that that's what the Texans are going through right now. But they're they're o two and one. So. But just the way they've been losing the game, they they've really been in them. Uh, say what you will about uh, about Mills, their quarterback, uh, Davis Mills. He's he's I mean he's not great, but at the same time, he he's out there fighting. He's slinging that ball. He he threw for two forty five. He had a touchdown and two picks. Um, but yeah, he he's trying his best out there. But the problem is he really doesn't have any any weapons. He doesn't have a they don't have a running game. <laughs> the, uh, Pierce had twenty carries for eighty yards. He had a touchdown, but I mean, the, he there weren't he didn't get any explosive any explosiveness. Uh, you know, in his run production, unlike Herbert. My goodness, Herbert had the same amount of carries as Pierce did for the for the Bears, and he had double the the uh, the yardage production and double the touchdowns. So it was like he you know, Herbert scored, had the uh, same amount of carries, but he got 157 yards rushing, and he had two touchdowns. And his longest run was a 52 yarder. So when you're when you're talking about explosiveness. The Bears do have that from a running standpoint, and because Fields can run a little bit with the ball, um, that 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 uh, keeps the the Houston defense that kept the Houston defensive line a little honest. So that that's how they were able to to get it done was with their feet, uh, and, and that's how the Bears are going to win these games. Because again, they're they're not pretty games because they're a ground and pound team, but because they have explosiveness in the running game they're they're staying close and, and they were able to edge this one out so great game by uh by the bears it, it probably wasn't exciting to watch but chicago they're 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 hanging around in that nfc north and it's going to be interesting if, if they keep winning ugly they might be a dark horse to um to to sneak out of that division. So it there there's something to pay attention to. It's still early, but it is something to pay attention to in in the NFC North. Um the Titans took down the Raiders. One of these teams had to had to win because both were coming into the game 0-2. Um it was a, it was a back and forth game, but Tennessee they were able to do enough to to close it out. I feel bad for the Raiders because I don't think they're a bad team. It's just they can't they can't put together um, enough to to actually close out these games. And um, they they tried to come back. I mean, they scored all the points in the in the second half. They scored twelve points, but they allowed the Titans to have such a great second quarter 
and they got a touchdown in the first that they just they couldn't they they couldn't do enough to to get over the hump. If they would have got a, a a field goal against the Titans, um, you know, maybe in that fourth quarter, if they would have got another field goal in the third, then we're talking about a different story. But again, the Titans they did what they needed to do, um, and the Raiders they just can't find find any traction just yet. But I, I think they'll they'll have another opportunity to to get a win and because they're playing Denver coming up they're a better team than Denver so they can they can beat Denver they're at home they can beat Denver Kansas City they can actually uh they can actually do something against Kansas City because again they match up well with them and KC hasn't proven that they can that they can stop the long ball so even though they're playing at Arrowhead I feel like the uh the Raiders match up pretty well against the uh against the Chiefs and then after that they play Houston. That's a winnable game. They play New Orleans. That's a winnable game. Um Jacksonville, I don't know. I, earlier in the season I was going to say that was a winnable game, but uh like when they first started, but I don't think that's a winnable game if they're playing the way they are uh so far. Indiana, that's a winnable game, and then they go back to Denver. So they have a they have a stretch from their schedule all the way down to uh, to December eighth, to where these games like they could actually rack up some wins if they if they get their head on straight and stay focused. Uh, it's just, it's not the way they wanted to start the season, but. They they have plenty of time to turn this thing around and get back into the positive win column. And as for the Titans, Titans, I feel like they're they're kind of treading in the mud a little bit. Um, they're that they, they um, had a a tough tough couple of weeks uh, facing losing to the Giants in the game they probably shouldn't have lost, and then just getting totally steamrolled by Buffalo. Um, but again, they they have some time to turn it around too because uh, they're playing Indy this week. But then they then they play Washington, Indy again, and then Houston. So they they have an opportunity to right some wrongs and and get back in the thick of things as well. Um, and their schedule it feels like their schedule like the heat turns up later in the season. But at least they'll. In the middle, they should be able to break even a little bit and and get prepared to 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 fight hard later in the season. Um, the Colts shocked the Chiefs. I did not see this one coming. I totally picked the Chiefs to win this one um, because I don't think the Colts are good. But at the same time, the Chiefs, I feel like they they allowed themselves to fall asleep. Their offense isn't in sync. And um, yeah, I, they they just didn't have it. I just think this was a day where a, a game where they were on autopilot mentally, and they allowed the Colts to to get in there and 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 sneak out and eke out a win, uh, twenty to seventeen. Uh, everybody's like, oh, Matt Ryan. I mean, he and he 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 got the win for him. He played like they they needed him too. I mean, he. Matt Ryan hadn't been Matt Ryan since the Super Bowl, and everybody everybody can pretty much attest to that. But 
this was the game that they needed him that they needed out of him. This is why the Colts went for him um, rather than than going with the young guy because they do have some weapons that can that can um can help them compete in this AFC uh, South division. And so uh, it's um it they they were hoping to to have a little bit more power from from Matt Ryan from a quarterback perspective and he showed out. I mean he 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 did what he needed to do. He got that late touchdown drive and that helped get him over the hump and they again they take advantage of of miscues by the Colts, I mean by the Colts, by the Chiefs. Uh, they just they haven't been themselves. Uh, you know, Mahomes he didn't have the the banner game that he usually has. He had a touchdown, he had a pick. Um, just things weren't really going his way. He wasn't necessarily accurate. Uh, you know, twenty for thirty five. Uh, that that's not gonna get it done. Matt Ryan, you know, was was more was the more accurate quarterback um for the most part well slightly slightly more accurate um but it's a it, it's gonna be interesting to see how the Colts uh, do I do think that they'll bounce back for it from it and um you know Taylor for the Colts has has been banged up so he he's supposed to be one of the stronger running backs in the league um but it just he he's a little banged up we'll see how that goes for him Looks like he may miss the next game, but yeah, like the Chiefs, they just they have to get it together. They have to um, kind of uh, figure out how they want to play uh, because when you when you lose a receiver like Tyreek Hill, I feel like that he was their their safety net because he created so much havoc that you had to respect that it was it was. Um, it made a lot of things easier on the offense. Uh, we uh, will probably never know the the real reason why he's not in a Chiefs uniform, but um, they're they're gonna have to figure out a new way to play, and, and I believe they will. Um, but that was a a surprise, and I know if it, it, whoever was betting, like uh, doing fantasy football or, or or actually betting money on this game, I know they lost a lot of money uh, betting the Chiefs in this one, so whole lot of upset fans. Dolphins edged out the Bills. This was another one that was surprising. I did not think that the Dolphins were going to win this one. I mean, when you consider what the Bills did to Tennessee, and I don't think Tennessee's a slouch team. They just they had their they had their number and I mean but then they go into Miami and they couldn't handle the they couldn't handle the weather. The Dolphins were fighting with them because the Dolphins have weapons as well. And it wasn't like the uh, the Dolphins had their best weapon, which was Tyreek Hill. They kind of neutralized Tyreek, but the Bills allowed Miami to to get other guys going and Tua uh, really kind of lit them up there and so when you're going down to the wire it was pretty much anybody's game now the at the end that was the most chaotic last two minutes that I've seen in the football game there's been others but this one was pretty chaotic and the Dolphins they they get backed up they have the punt out of the end zone and the punter kicks kicks the ball into another guy's behind. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, because they were up four. And then with that, now it's a safety, which means that they're up two. 
And then the end, they have to kick the ball to Buffalo. And Buffalo was driving, and it just was like, oh, no, here we go. But what the what helped was that time was on buff was on the dolphin side and so and, and the bills just couldn't manage to to get the time to work and and they ran out of time and they were driving but they just they ran out of time uh and uh Josh Allen couldn't spike it uh before the clock ran out so it was a it was a tough loss tough loss for buffalo ken dorsey the coach he just he went crazy and and went ham on his notebook <laughs> before somebody covered up the camera with their hand and you know Josh Allen was was was, was uh, dejected you know and, uh, him and Tua shared a moment but it was it was a a brutal game back and forth uh, AFC East rivalry game that was that was pretty fun. Dolphins are are still three are three and no they're still perfect, um, and for Buffalo, this is going to be one that they let get away. I don't think it'll um, it'll derail their season. They they do have a lot of guys that are hurt, um, but I don't think it'll derail their season in any way. It's just it's a shocker. I did not see that one coming, um, but I also feel like it's exactly what Buffalo needs so that they don't, so they don't play. Um, so, so they don't play unwise football going forward. You need losses like this to help you stay locked in and say, Hey, you know, you're not just going to come in and think you're going to win every game. You're going to have to play hard. You're going to have to execute and be at your best because, a team can catch you if you're if you're not on your game, and um, it's best that these things happen early than late because teams can really study, they can really focus on what happened and uh, what went wrong, and I, I feel like the Bills they'll come out next game and be a lot stronger. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet. Music time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. Continuing with our recap, the Lions lose a foolish game to the Vikings. I was really upset about this one because they were doing pretty good. I mean, 
the Vike they they got the lead first, but then you know it was tied, and then the Lions scored like ten straight points in the third quarter, and it looked like they were going to close it out, and then they just let the Vikings just win in the end, and it it was frustrating to see the Lions melt down like that. But if you've been watching the Lions for as long as I have. It is kind of their MO. Um, they just they don't know how to hold on uh, to a lead. They, they've always been able to score. It's just they can't stop anybody, you know, in the end. And so um, this was a, a game that they I felt like they needed to win and that they should have won, um, especially if they're if they want to try and, and take the uh, the NFC North. But now this kind of puts them uh, is loses them some momentum. It kind of puts them in a hole because uh, now they're the only uh, one and two team in their division because the Bears won. Now the Vikings beat them, and then the Packers, uh, you know, they beat Brady and Co. So it's now the Lions are kind of like the 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 uh, the worst team in the division again, but they're better than that. Like they they should be. It, it should be the other way around, uh, but. Uh, it was a good game. <laughs> Vikings Lions is always good, but man, Lions just they blew a golden opportunity there. The Ravens whipped up on the Patriots. Um I mean, I don't think we expected anything less than that. It wasn't like it was a, a brutal beatdown. It was 37-26. So both both uh, teams were able to do some things, but like in the end you got Lamar Jackson on your team it's it's really it's really hard uh for the other team to overcome that because again he's he's a dual threat he can beat you he can beat you with his legs and with his arm he he's been working on getting his arm together because that's what everybody was was giving him not because like oh he can't throw uh so if you can take away his the the run you know his running game then you can you can beat him because he he's not that great of a of a thrower, but he's been showing out this year. Plus, he has something to prove when it comes to MVP, and um, because people are have been doubting his his, his caliber, um, you know his, his expertise. They Baltimore should have gave him the money that he wanted because I mean he's he's better than than Deshaun Watson. But the Browns, they gave Deshaun all that money. But now it set things up to where it's a slap in the face if you're not going to give Lamar Jackson a bigger piece of the pie because Lamar Jackson is a a pro bowler. He's a, he's an all star, um, and he's he he he's going to be there in the playoffs. So it's like he he's more valuable to this Ravens team, especially when you really don't have um, an absorbent amount of receiving weapons for him to throw to. Lamar is the offense, so he needs to be paid that uh, that that like he is the the per, the um, the primary piece of the offense. Just like they gave Kyler Murray all that money, they got to pay Lamar, but. I personally, I don't think that Lamar wants to stay in Baltimore anymore. I, I think that uh, that we could see Lamar on another team, maybe in a year or two. That that's just my uh, my my suspicions 
or this particular uh, situation between him and uh, and and Baltimore. I, I think his he he's done all that he can do, and they're not for some reason they just aren't getting pieces around him um, that that complement what he does. I mean, they have a pro, they have a really good tight end. He, he's he's right up there with Kelsey, but um, outside of that. There's nobody from a receiving perspective that anybody's scared of, or you know that she's like. There's no Tyreek Hill or, or uh, you know, prime Julio Jones or or uh, or uh, Jamar Chase. There's nothing. There's nobody like that uh, on their team. Which, which for for Lamar Jackson after a while, because he's been there for a while, he, he's probably like, hey, you guys aren't going to do. Um, what's needed to put together a Super Bowl caliber team? We, we're a play. We're, we're we can make the playoffs, but we're not Super Bowl caliber. And he he knows that. And just like LeBron left Cleveland because he recognized that they weren't going to get the pieces around him that to help him get over the hump. He ended up leaving and went going to Miami. Then he that's when he started winning championships. I feel like it's the same way with Lamar. I feel like he he probably has to go somewhere else uh, to win some championships, uh, expressing the importance to, hey, I need some weapons. Give me some weapons. I'll get you to the Super Bowl. So we shall see. But Lamar had his way. Patriots did everything they could do. I mean, Belichick is still awesome. You know, as a coach, so he he tried his best to to keep the uh, his, his team in the game and and coach things the right way. But you did, there's only so much that you can do against a talented offense uh, led by like the, like a talented quarterback, uh, and that's that's Lamar Jackson. So great game by Baltimore. Uh, Patriots, we knew they weren't going to be that great <laughs> this year. I feel, I wouldn't be surprised if this is Belichick's last year coaching. Um, but we'll see. We shall see how they go. Because I mean, what does he have to prove? Uh, I don't think he wants to rebuild. But uh, we will we'll see. The Bengals beat the Jets, uh, which was which they should have. That that got them right back on the. Uh, you know, in in sync with things, Burrow was able to do what, like get back to playing the type of football that he likes to play. Uh, it the game was never in doubt. Like the Bengals were in control, and uh, they they got they got the Jets so out of the game that now the the, the defensive one of the defensive players was was uh, yelling at his defensive coach. I mean, like there, you're talking about just heated. Um, so it wasn't a great day for the Jets uh, and they they lost some guys to injury uh, one one guy Quincy wins he got carted off uh, and so it's just they they didn't have the the game that they that they would have liked to have and and the Jets have been kind of surprising I mean they they shook the they, they shook my browns up and and beat them and and they they've been in games but yeah for for this one the Bengals got back to to their identity a little bit and and this was a better outing now I still don't think they're out of the woods yet um Burrow 
needs protection because that offensive line is not helping him out. I mean, he's, he's taking a lot of hits. He's getting beat up. We know Burrow uh, can, can produce better, but it's just if they're not going to block for him, it, it's tough. And he's not necessarily the most mobile quarterback. He can move, but he, he's not like Josh Allen or Lamar or Kyler or Russ. But uh, he is – and so because of that, he's um, – he's more susceptible to taking punishment the eagles and the command oh yeah one more thing with the patriots now that mac jones is hurt uh he you know they he hurt his ankle in that game high ankle sprain so brian horrier is is in a qb in, in, in patriots town and i think that's that's gonna make it even tougher for belichick to coach the team and so patriots probably gonna get out of this season with maybe six wins um i wouldn't be surprised if if they uh had a really subpar season but uh that that's one thing i forgot to mention the eagles beat the commanders uh eagles have just (laughs) eagles have been flying this season i didn't expect them to be this good but they've been dominating uh you know dominating teams this year so they're three and zero, just like with uh, Miami and uh, Commanders. They're you know they really don't have anybody that can match up with uh, teams that have firepower uh, like the Eagles. And this was a uh, NFC East matchup, so the Eagles get the get a uh, get a one up on the um, on the division in this division rivalry. So uh, good job by that. Jalen Hurts is is is, is uh, in the conversation for MVP. He, he's in there. He he's right there with Lamar uh, because of 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 his play. He's he's leading this team. So I would not be surprised if if he keeps up this production that he he may very well be in the running for MVP. Panthers eked out a a, a win in an ugly game <laughs> against the Saints. I feel like the Saints and the Panthers are evenly matched. Like they both of their uh their teams have some some suspect uh some suspect areas. Um, both quarterbacks aren't that great. I mean, I love Baker, but he's just he's he's not consistent enough to be labeled a good quarterback. He's missing throws that he should probably make. And then you got on the other hand with uh, even though Baker was able to put put together uh, better drives that were needed to win the game. But then on the other end, Jameis, he just <laughs> Jameis is a train wreck. He's an interception machi- machine. It's just you. I, I don't I don't think that that Jameis. I mean, we're, we're it's starting to get to the point where. I don't know if Jameis is a starting quarterback in this league, and and that it's a shame to say that, but the, he he's a turnover machine. Like he's he can't take care of the football, and that's the that's one of the most important things uh, that that a quarterback has to do is not allow. Um, don't make mistakes. Don't throw interceptions. They just take all the momentum away. Cause it's it's like they tried to storm back in the fourth quarter, but it it, it was it was, the damage was done. Um, 
he he had two interceptions. He had one touchdown. It's like he's he's got to put together a game where his touchdowns outweigh his interceptions, or he just doesn't get interceptions. That that's what needs to happen. Baker he didn't do anything wrong. He 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 got him one touchdown, but he didn't throw any interceptions. He didn't fumble the ball. And if you can get that out of Baker, I think Baker could actually steal that division um if 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 the bucks aren't careful um and i mean the saints they're struggling to you know to do things so it's like carolina i i agree with those that say hey carolina could 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 be one of those teams where you look up in about eight to ten weeks and you're like how are they how do they have this record and it's just if they take care of the ball, if they play smart, they could definitely end up um, in a good situation. But the the way Jameis is playing, I it's hard to see him as to to um, to see him as a starting quarterback anymore. I I think that you know he it's to the point now where I think he is who he is, and he's gonna do what he's gonna do and. When you get into that, where the game, where your game is solidified, things are just going to go downhill. So, I hate to to say that about Jameis, but it's it's the truth. Now, the surprise of of week three was the Jaguars. The Jags thumped the Chargers, and the Chargers. I mean. We had high hopes for the Chargers this season because of how they played last season. They're an exciting team to watch, but the injuries, the injuries are piling up. Herbert shouldn't have played in this game because I mean he he injured his ribs in the last game, um, but so uh, he he really shouldn't have been out there. He had to take a shot just to just to play. It is is I don't think that uh, that he should have done that. And as a coach. You got to be responsible. It's like, hey, I know you want to play. I know you want to show that you're tough and gut through it. But we got bigger fish to fry. If you're not right, you're 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 our quarterback. We need you. And so go ahead and get the rest that you need. Allow that rib to heal. Um, maybe this isn't our year, you know, <laughs> uh, depending on how bad those ribs are. Hey, we, we would rather have you healthy and, and completely healed than then uh then have you really damaged long term so is the coaches the coaching staff they dropped the ball because he shouldn't have gone anywhere near the field you don't he he shouldn't dress he shouldn't put on a helmet he he should have been home uh resting his his ribs so that's that's on the chargers that that's a coaching thing you 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 have to sometimes tell your players no uh, for their own good, it's the same thing with Baker. The you know Stefanski should have sat Baker down last year. It's like, look, man, you're not playing. Like you're hurt. We know you're hurt. We know that you're a tough guy, but it's not that deep. I feel like if they would have sat Baker down, put him on IR or something, and allow him to heal, he'd probably still be a Cleveland Brown. But because they didn't, they they didn't manage this thing well. And then he went out and played and looked terrible. That that caused the stock to drop. That allowed him to be even more polarizing in the locker room. And now he's out of there. But I think if they would have sat him down, 
and not allowed him to to try and force it, things may have been different. But yeah, I I, I hated that they had him play, and they did. There's a lot of other guys that got hurt. It's like their guys were going down, you know, like like flies for for the Chargers. But the Jacksonville Jaguars were just running rough shot over the, and and we were, you know, Trevor Lawrence. We were hoping that Lawrence would would begin to show um, what what he's made of, because the past two seasons, they it were they were pretty tough for for Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, he didn't have the right coaching staff around, but now they've got good coaching, and I feel like he's got a whole lot more confidence than he used to have and so the man came out went 28 for 39 uh, pass attempts had 262 yards three touchdowns um i mean he didn't get sacked he he had a really great game i mean herbert tried to stick with him but it just it wasn't the same you could tell he was in pain the whole time but they had a field day against the chargers so when you look at Jacksonville and what they have coming up, uh, you know, they're in the AOC South. So their schedule, their schedule actually isn't that bad. Because, I mean, when you think if they're going to play like this, they play the Eagles coming up. That's going to be a tough game. Um, and they're in Philly. So that's going to be tough. But then their schedule lightens up a little bit because they get the Texans, they get the Colts, they get the Giants, they get the Broncos. Um, and that's a four-game stretch where those are winnable games. They actually could sneak up if they if they play smart and uh, take advantage of of some uh, some miscues by the Raiders and the Chiefs. They could steal both of those games. Um, I, I don't think that they're good enough to beat the Ravens, but they can beat the Lions. They can beat the Titans. Um, the Cowboys game will be interesting. Then they play Jets, Texans, and then Titans again. Like there, if, if there's a, there's a, there's a path, there's a path for the Jags to to get to the playoffs if they play smart. So. Um, I, I think it helps that their division isn't isn't strong uh, that AFC South and so it's it's theirs for the taking if if they uh, if they play smart if they play discipline so that that's going to be uh, Jags are going to be a fun team to watch and I'm glad that they're that they're playing well um, I, I feel like the Jag the Jacksonville Jaguars have a cool team I like to I always like their helmets um, I like I like their logo it's you and you for such cool, for such a cool name and and cool like effects, they just they haven't been great, and I, I'm glad that they're that they're they're playing you know great, and and hopefully they keep it up because I want them to be good. Now the Rams, this was a good game. This was uh you know I knew this was going to be competitive. Rams Cardinals in that in that NFC West. Um, those are going to be kind of like the Titan teams in that division. But, uh, yeah, Rams take care of business and get this one together. You know, Cooper Cup still doing Cooper Cup things, but they, they battled it out. Um, th- I expected the Rams to win this game because they're slightly better than the Cardinals. But um, it, it was a competitive game. So somebody had to had to win, somebody had to lose this one. But 
I don't think the Cardinals are out of it. It's just the Rams, they're they're just the better team. Now, the Falcons-Seahawks, I didn't know who was going to win this game. I it, This was another one of those, if, if you're not a fan of the team, you, you really don't care about it. But this bird battle was, was down to the wire. They were going back and forth. Uh, but the Falcons, they found a way to pull this one out, and they didn't blow it. And so if, if they can keep this up and, and, and learn and say, hey, this is how we're able to, to, to hold on to a lead and close the game out and not allow the other team to score. If they can remember this, <laughs> then they can stop those meltdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh, so good job by the Falcons. Um, Sunday night football, it was Packers, but no, 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 it wasn't Sunday night football. It was the uh, the, the late, the late uh it was the afternoon game. Packers edged out the Bucks. That was another uh, another competitive smash mouth game. The the I thought the Packers were actually going to to score more uh, and, and really take it to the Buccaneers because they <laughs> Tom Brady doesn't really have many many uh, options at the receiving um, at the receiving uh, position, but their defense was able to to uh to to play pretty strong to keep them in the game but you know again even though the Packers didn't score in the second half they their their defense did enough to to uh, frustrate Brady and co they had Brady in them they had a chance late but they just weren't on the same page and they blew they blew the two-point conversion to win the game um but it it was a great game that, that Rodgers Rodgers wins the uh, the the last game uh the last duel between him and Brady uh, both are going to be perennial hall of famers um you know so and it, it was it was good to see them go at it one last time and and then Sunday night football it was probably the ugliest game that was ever shown on Sunday Night Football. It was this game. No team could get anything going. Both offenses were terrible. Um, but the whole, I don't like the Russell Wilson slander. And the reason why I don't like the Russell Wilson slander is because I don't think his offensive line is great. Like, there were several series where he hikes the ball and, like, <laughs> <laughs> the defense just shreds through that offensive line and takes him down. He didn't have he didn't have time to set, um, and he was able to get some things going late in the game uh, and, and, and scramble and do some things to create that Wilson magic that he's so famous for. And he got that final drive to have to uh, for them to be able to win, but. I don't think they can block for him. And to me, that was the same issue that he had when he was in Seattle. It's just they're not like he he's just he's had bad luck with offensive linemen. And I feel for him. But the uh, on the other side, the Niners, they they really couldn't deal um, with with the uh, with the Broncos and what they had defensively as well, um, Garoppolo was struggling, and um, 
you know, even even uh, there were miscues by some of their the, the Niners role players uh, like Debo and like uh, like Kittle. So it, it wasn't a pretty game. Uh, it was it definitely was the ugliest. But the Broncos came out with the win, and as much as the, the fans like to are going to want to boo this Broncos team and Russell Wilson, they're two and one. So they 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 won ugly, but if you win, that's what matters. So, <laughs> um, and then Monday Night Football, Cowboys took out the Giants. They kind of they kind of um, uh, cooled off the the Giants' hot streak a little bit. And uh, this was a this is a classic battle. Whenever the Cowboys and the Giants play, it's always uh, fun to watch. It's a long time rivalry in the NFC East, and New York versus versus Dallas. And Dallas was able to go into into New York and get the win. And so, um, Ceedee Lamb, he's got the he he's got the goods. To be a good, a great route receiver, but does he have the work ethic? Can can he do it? Can he get over the hump? Um, because when he dropped that pass, I, I saw all the other uh, social media. Everybody was like, Michael Irvin <laughs> told him to take the to 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 take off the jersey. I mean, but and, and as much as it's unfair. To compare C.D. Lamb to Michael Irvin, you you can't argue with the logic because the man should have caught the ball. I mean, it was right there. You you gotta catch that, uh, and he couldn't catch it. And that those are the things that separate a a a Pro Bowl receiver. From just a, a a good receiver, um, you you want to be reliable in those situations. The most dangerous receivers aren't the most aren't always the most flashy receivers. Uh, it isn't always about speed, um, but reliability. If I go to you, can you can you can you catch that ball? I mean, especially the wide open ones. If you're wide open. There's no question that 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 if you catch that ball, you're you're a dangerous threat. It, it's hard enough catching in coverage, but you got to be able to catch those that are wide open because now your quarterback can be, can rely on you, and now other teams have to game plan for you, which opens up opportunities for your for the other receivers. So if CD Lamb is going to be wide receiver number one. He's got to play like wide receiver number one. He's got to be. Uh, he he's got to be a receiver that that Cooper Rush can count on. There has been talk of of Cooper Rush having more chemistry with Noah Brown, um, but again, if CD's going to be that man, you, you got to pull that in. Um, so him and him and Cooper got to get on the same page with that. Uh, they got the win, but. And, and I, I do think that CD Lamb is is talented, man. Like he he he's got to put in that that extra work, and his hands have to be reliable. Uh, Cooper Rush has got to be able to trust him, especially since he's kind of in the fire uh, at this moment, trying to 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 hold down the fort until Dak comes back. So uh, that is that was the end of week three, and 
getting ready to do some week four picks. Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. All right, week four in the NFL. And so tonight we got Dolphins, Bengals. I like this game. I feel like it's going to be back and forth. Um, going to be fun to watch. I'm going to go Dolphins just because I feel like they have the better team at this point. Um, and but but I feel like the Bengals could definitely win this game. So if they did beat the Dolphins tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think the Dolphins are going to go for no. So that is my pick on this one. Viking Saints on Sunday. This this is going to be a pretty even matchup. It's it's in London, so it's the first London game of the year. Um, I'm going to go Vikings. I feel like they're they're the more they're they're better than the Saints, and the Saints are are going in the opposite direction. So the Vikings should win this game. Browns Falcons in Atlanta. You know, I love my brownies, but I don't think Garrett's going to play. And I think we we really need uh, he. We're going to miss him on the defensive line, and so I'm going to actually go Falcons on this one. I hope I'm wrong, um, but I just want to look at it objectively. I think Falcons can score. Um, I don't know if they can defend, but I think they can score. Um, Chubb and Hunt are going to need to have a good game um, and Brissett needs to continue to be consistent but I just I just have a feeling that the Falcons win this one so I'm going to go Falcons uh, even though you know definitely love my Browns I just I just have a hunch um, Commanders Cowboys classic battle between Dallas and Washington these teams never liked each other they they still don't even though the commanders have changed from the Redskins uh, to the uh, to the commanders uh, which I mean people don't like the name but I don't mind it I, I think it's uh it, it's it's it, it's okay it'll work it, it makes sense see the thing is this team is in Washington DC and so the the leader of our country is like that that resides in Washington D.C. for the moment, and the 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 title one of the titles of the president of the United States is the commander in chief. So there the team is is D.C. based, and so it's commander town. So it, it makes sense that they would be the commanders because that's where 
the government resides that that's who's in command like we we command our nation from dc so it makes sense to me i get it um and it is again it's history the presidents the the commanders and chiefs they they're they're at the white house where's the white house in dc so i know people don't like it i think they wanted something like the red wolves or something like that but does that really match? I feel like the commanders does match the identity of the city, even though people don't want, don't like it. And as much as I I I, uh, I, I hate that that the the redskin name offended the native offended Native Americans, I could definitely understand it. Be the black man that's like, hey, I would want uh, a team named after from a derogatory perspective based on uh you know african americans just you, you i think it is hard for us to to deal with the fact that the redskin name is over cuz people like the redskins um but and the logo looks really cool <laughs> it was iconic but if it's offensive and and there's a history behind it then it's it's best that we that we switch from it to something that that um that makes more sense. So, Commanders Cowboys gonna go Cowboys. Cowboys should win this game, and it's an AT and T Stadium in Arlington. Cowboys should be able to take care of business. If they don't, there's something wrong with them. But <laughs> but they they can they can take they can take down the Commanders. Lions hosting the Seahawks in the D. Going Lions here. Lions should be able to beat the Seahawks. Um, I don't think Geno Smith is great. I mean, he, the whole, you know, they they wrote me off. I didn't write back thing. It, it's cute. And I know he's going to trade market so he can get some money off of it. Because that's going to be his payday. That That's going to be a payday after he, he's done with the league. He's going he's gonna to get all that merchandise. But, um. I just think the Lions are better uh, than the Seahawks. They could, they they should be able to play a lot better than they did against the Falcons. Learn from their mistakes. But this is another game that if they want to take the NFC North, I still feel like they have a pathway to to take that division. Got to beat the Seahawks. They could have beat the Falcons. They need to beat the Falcons. Um, but got to beat the Seahawks. If they lose to the Seahawks. That I think that uh, the road is is uh, is seventy five percent close to them for taking a division. Is that like you've got to win these games against subpar teams, and if you don't, then you're just you know you're you're not going to have a good season. So I'm going Lions here. Hopefully they don't do anything to 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 kill their momentum. Titans, Colts. AFC South showdown. The way the Colts have played, this game could go either way. <laughs> I, I, I want to. It's like I, I'm going with the Titans on this one, but I am not confident about it because uh, th- the Titans have not ha- have not uh, shown any strength in in so far this season. Uh, they've especially with how they got ran over by Buffalo. They're they're they've lost some ground, but I, I feel like they can beat the Colts. So if they if they don't beat the Colts, 
I'm going to put them in right off in right off range because the Colts aren't good. They're not. They're they're frisky. They'll fight. They're they're like the Titan. They're they're like the Texans. The Texans and the Colts are. I feel like they're the they're they're similar in the sense that it's not going to like you're going to have to play. You can beat them, but you're going to have to play football. You you can't just waltz in and think, oh yeah, we got you. Like you're going to have to you're going to have to execute. But I feel like the Titans they should be better. They should they should be able to beat the Colts. So if they lose this game, then like the Lions, I feel like their their pathway may be closed this season. Bears Giants. Um again, this is a another classic rivalry game. Uh the th- this is one of the most historic matchups in NFL history is Bears Giants. Um it's it, it doesn't have weight like it used to. But it still it still is an iconic game. It's just like Packers Bears. Like that's that's the longest rivalry uh, in the history of of the NFL. But uh, yeah, Bears Giants is is pretty strong too. And they're in New York. I'm going. Hmm. Uh, see, I feel like Justin Fields is slightly better than Daniel Jones. But Saquon is is the stronger running back. I feel like the the Giants. I'm gonna go Giants here because the Giants need this win. I don't see the. I don't think the Bears, um, are playoff material. But the Giants are in a division to where if they play their cards right, they could sneak in. It is the NFC East is always up for grabs. It's always wild, and so I think the Giants. They need this win, especially since they're playing at home at MetLife. I'm going Giants, so we'll see. So we'll see what happens. The Bears could definitely win this game. Um, it's not like there's a uh, there's a big gap in talent level, um, but I just I just feel like the Giants really this is an important game for them to win. They really need it. Um, so going Giants, Eagles, Jags in Philly. You know. At first, if if I would have saw this game, uh, if I would like er, be, before the season started, I would have said, "Oh, this isn't going to be a fun game. Uh, it's going to be ugly to watch." But now, this is a marquee matchup because the Eagles are red hot and the Jags are surprisingly good. So, um, both teams I feel like are going to come out and and they're going to air it out. So, um, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, because they're they're playing slightly better football than the Jags are, but this is a must watch. It, it didn't. I, I feel like on paper again before the season started, it was like yuck. But now it's like, hey, I want to see this. Jet Steelers. Now this is a yuck game. I don't think anybody wants to see this game. Uh, if you're a Steelers, if you're a diehard Steelers fan. Then yeah, you you know you probably want to check it out, um, and if you're a Jets fan, sure. But it's it's in Pittsburgh. I don't think that there uh, there'll be a lot of fanfare in this one. The Steelers should win this game. Um, they're they're not great, but they're better than the Jets. If the Jets beat the Steelers, then the Steelers are really down bad. So um, I don't think Tomlin's going to let them drop to one and three. 
but he's got to get his guys ready. Trubisky's got to got to put something together. I mean, they may want to think about putting a rookie in there, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think they'll beat they'll uh, they'll lose to the Jets. Bills Ravens. This is a marquee matchup. Actually, will will uh, if if we weren't getting Chiefs Bucks on Sunday night. This would be a really good Sunday night football game uh, because both teams are probably going to face each other in the playoffs. Like I, this feels like a, a maybe an AFC divisional uh, like uh, round or AFC championship. Like this, this one's good. There, we're going to see this matchup again, and I'm going to go Ravens. I feel like the Bills. They showed some weakness. Um, they they showed a weak spot against the, the against the Dolphins. They they picked up some injuries, and I I don't know if because they struggled against Miami, I feel like they'll struggle against Lamar uh, and and what he has cooked up for them. So, and it's in Baltimore. I, I feel like it's going to be a tough game for the Bills to win. Um, Ravens. They, I feel like they're, um, they, they might pose some problems for Buffalo, uh, but we shall see. I mean, the Bills, they, they are still favored to go to the Super Bowl, and so this is this will be a proving, uh, this will be a prove yourself match, uh, to to quote uh, the my my, my boy uh, Tyler Breeze. Uh, this is a prove yourself uh, match for the Bills if they're if they truly are Super Bowl bound. They got to take down the Ravens. They got to be. They got to prove that they can beat them. So this is going to be a fun one to watch. Chargers Texans. It's going to be a yuck game, um, mainly because I don't know if Herbert's going to play. If Herbert's not going to play, it's really going to be yucky. He shouldn't play. I think they should just sit him down for a couple weeks, personally. Um, but yeah, it's it's not going to be exciting to watch. Still think the Chargers can can beat the Texans, but I feel like it's it's uh it's not going to be a pretty game. But I really do hope that they just sit Herbert down and and allow him to get the the treatment that he needs because uh, he's he's a young quarterback still. You want to be able to preserve him, and um, you you need him going forward. He's your franchise quarterback, so I, I think they need to be smart and let him rest and. If this season has to be a wash, then, I mean, there's always next season. And if you're the Chargers, your primary objective is to get him the best offensive line that you can. Because this can't happen again. But uh, going Chargers, it's not going to be pretty. Cardinals Panthers. This one's going to be frisky. Um, I think both both teams have something to prove here. They're both one and two. Um, it's not that they're terrible teams, but they 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 do have weaknesses uh, that the other can that that uh, you know they can exploit for from each other. And I think that you know it, it'll be fun to watch Baker versus Kyler. I do think the Cardinals are going to win this game. Um, because I feel like their their offense is a, is a little bit more potent than the Panthers is, but it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a fun one on Fox. So we'll we'll see uh, how that plays out. Patriots going to Lambeau to play the Packers. 
I got Packers in this one. I just the Patriots, they've they've got too many uh, too many weak spots, and then with Mac Jones hurt um, and, and not being able to play, Hoyer is he he's he's a backup for a reason, and uh, I think he's an average backup at that. So, uh, I, Aaron Rodgers is gonna. I feel like the, he's gonna pick the Patriots defense apart. And have a uh, have a fun day at Lampo. So that's my pick. There is uh, Packers, Broncos, Raiders. This one, this one's gonna be fun. Both teams need the win. Even though Broncos are two and one, they have to continue to legitimize themselves um, in that division. Um, and the Raiders. The Raiders are going to play desperate because they need a win. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's rough in Vegas right now for them to be 3-0. and I mean, 0-3. And they're, especially when they have the talent to where it should, they should be 3-0. and um, But they've, they, they blew all three of these games. So uh, this will be a fun one to watch. It could go either way. But I think the Broncos get this one. Raiders are desperate for a win um, because they're the only undefeated they're the only team that hasn't won yet so that's gonna be cool to see and Sunday night football on MVC <laughs> Chiefs Bucks Mahomes versus Tom Brady at Raymond James Stadium, you know, with the hurricane and everything going on there, I wonder if they if they might change the venue because I don't know what type of shape Tampa is in at the moment. I mean, if the stadium's in good condition, then okay. But I feel like a lot of the uh, what they what they're going to talk about in this game is just the hurricane damage that has that has uh, you know wreaked havoc in Florida and. If I'm if I'm uh, the NFL, they may want to consider having this at a neutral site, uh, just to just just to be safe, um, and you know just to kind of like uh, allow the city to to be able to focus on what they need to focus on, which is you know it like that state to just focus on rebuilding. Uh, so, um, for this game. I'm gonna go Chiefs because again I feel like the Bucks are still depleted um, and the Chiefs are still the better team. Even though you got Tom Brady and Tom Brady's awesome, I think the Chiefs they they have to they need to win this game to to keep footing in their division because they're tied with the Broncos um, and they're trying to they they want to pull away from the Chargers even more. Uh, so and they've they've got to prove that they're not suspect. So this is a game and uh I mean they're they're miles ahead of the Raiders, but if they want to 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 claim top like bragging rights in that division, they gotta beat Tom Brady, they gotta they gotta beat the Bucks. And we'll probably see this this matchup again in the playoffs as well. Um but this gives them uh well unless it no, not in the playoffs, unless cause this is AFC versus NFC. But it is a potential, a potential Super Bowl matchup um, because both teams are. I feel like both teams are good. So 
we'll see what happens. I'm going Chiefs in this one uh, on Sunday night. Should be fun. Should be back and forth. Should be a shootout because I don't think either either team. Well, the Bucks defense is better than the Chiefs, but I don't think they're they're good enough to to just totally shut down Mahomes and 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 all and and Kelsey and Co. Um, but I feel like the Bucks can do damage to the Chiefs as well. But I just feel like the uh, Mahomes does a little bit more to 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 eke out a win here. But it's gonna be a shootout. Then Monday Night Football. The Rams, the Niners, NFC West Showdown at Levi Stadium. Going Rams in this one. Rams, they should be able to beat the 49ers. It's always a brutal game between these two teams, but uh, the Rams are better. They're healthier. Uh, Niners, they're... They, they got a little, a little bit of disarray, um, but I think the Rams, they, they'll win this one, and they need to win this one um, because they, they're they slightly suspect. I haven't liked what I've seen from them from a from a football execution standpoint. They, they're, they haven't looked dominant in any of these games, uh, so I, I feel like they, they have some proving to do as well. But that is the slate of games for week four. And I hope your team wins. We shall see. Hi, everybody. Damon here. And I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon vs. Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. In other news, the assorted takes section of the podcast, um, inboxing, it looks like the Spence Crawford thing. I mean, we're waiting on it to be super finalized. Um, last, last we checked, it was like, okay, we, you know, we, they've agreed in principle, but it still doesn't look like it's, it's completely, uh, solidified as of yet. Uh, so, we're we're still waiting on definitive yes this is going down um which i mean it really again it really should be going down um i don't i don't know what the hold up is for these fights <laughs> but um again it's it's not made official just yet but 
that's what we're uh, we're looking forward to seeing is uh, the the battle between Spence and Crawford for supremacy in the welterweight division. We want to see who's the man. It's been so much talk about um, you know who who's better. Uh, and you know we they've these guys have been jawing at each other on Twitter and in person and all this and so we 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 want to see the fight we want to we want to see who's actually uh, the 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 better man and hopefully it goes through hopefully everything is is solidified so we can get a an answer to this question so. We we're we're looking forward to that. Another one that's that's up in the air. I know last podcast it was like, oh, Fury and Joshua are gonna go, but then Joshua doesn't sign the contract, and so it and then Fury called it off. But then he he says, okay, I'm gonna give you um, another deadline to to sign, you know, to to go through with the fight. It's just I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I, I, I want to see those two fight. I think we all want to see, um, you know, Joshua and, and Fury fight. So that that needs to because again that that's we we they're one of the top guys in the heavyweight division, and so we want to see them go at it. Uh, I, and I think that 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 Joshua would give Fury um, a pretty good fight, but. It's something about Joshua. I don't think that Joshua really cares for Tyson Fury. I don't think that he really wants uh, to fight him. Um, and considering that he lost to Usyk, I just I don't know what kind of headspace Joshua's in. So I hope he signs the contract. I would love to see it. Um, I think everybody would love to see it. But if he doesn't, then we got to move on. Uh, I know Clarissa Shields and, and Katie Taylor are going to go at it soon, and um, that will be that that will be good because I mean again, Clarissa she's been saying hey I'm the quote <laughs> the greatest woman of all time, and uh, you know Taylor's the only one to to beat her so this is going to be a a key matchup and um, you know again if 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 Shields can beat Taylor then that I feel like that will really solidify um you know her as the true quote uh she is like she can really have bragging rights for that so this will be a really good one and uh yeah and so well actually wait a minute I think it's uh Taylor, she they're not fighting each other, but they're on a collision course to fight each other. So excuse me for that. So uh, she she's fighting someone else. She's currently number two, but Taylor's still number one. Um, but they're they're on a collision course. They're gonna have to fight so we can see who's the best uh, of the best. But I would say Shields because I haven't really seen Taylor. Uh, but I, I think when they do fight. Then that'll be fun to watch, and Shakur Stevenson. I mean, he he he's the man. He you know he he's still up there, um, but he he didn't make weight for his last fight. So because he didn't make weight, um, he had to drop the titles. But he's like, hey, I can't, you know, I I, I got to move up because he he couldn't um, 
it's like he he needs to be in a different weight class which is what happens is like we we get on boxers for uh for not making weight and said oh you're professional you're supposed to do this and that but at the same time you know we don't know because we're not boxers uh many of us um but not at a professional level anyway we 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 misunderstand how hard it is to cut weight um, and what they have to go through and sometimes the, the damage that they have to do to their bodies in order to to make uh, you know to, to make the weight for the fight um, and it could put them at a disadvantage depending on how their you know how their weight control uh, goes their, their weight control program goes and so if they mess it up they could give themselves a really bad handicap so and and after at a certain point your your body has a natural weight that that it evolves to and for him he's like hey you know th- this isn't a natural weight anymore and so i gotta move up to where to where he's at a more comfortable weight for him so that that's that he's still one of the best boxers uh in the sport and it, it's fun to see him uh you know because he's got a lot of skill he, he's he's great he's, he's i feel like he's close to being a total package type of fighter um but we gotta see because when he moves up when you move up he gets stronger competition so he says he wants to he wants to fight the best and i hope that he fights the best like we that that's what we want that if you're a boxing fan that's what you want to see you want to see the best fight the best he's moving up to 135 and that's a pretty a pretty heavy uh division because you got Javante Davis you got Garcia you got Haney um you got Loma you got Loma um there's some guys in that division so it's going to be really explosive at the 135 weight class um so I mean, it's always <laughs> certain divisions are always exciting, like the the uh, the the lightweight, the uh, the welterweight, middleweight, and of course heavyweight. Um, there were times where the light heavyweight uh, was exciting, especially in Roy Jones's day, um, you know. But yeah, those are the exciting divisions uh, at the moment. Uh, I, it would be fun to. I think the uh, the featherweight is, a, is slightly fun because uh, of uh, Anayo from uh, from Japan. But you know, again, it's like those those four: the, the lightweight, uh, you know, uh, middleweight, welter, then heavyweight. Those are the most talked about right now. Those are the most exciting. And heavyweight, even though it's still kind of on the. It is. It doesn't have its historic prominence like it used to, but it has resurged because every the and the heavyweight division of boxing is the most important division in boxing because it's the one that matters the most. It's the it's the one that everyone that everyone cares about um, because when you're the heavyweight champion, you're you're the baddest man on the planet. You're the top of the mountain. You're the king of the hill. So. Um, it's important that the heavyweight division be good. But moving on from boxing, we've got WWE shaping up Extreme Rules. I like the matches, um, even though there isn't going to be blood. And I know Triple H had uh, had made a comment on that that it would be irresponsible. Um, in some ways, I can agree with them because 
in at this juncture i don't like the um i don't know if there are enough skilled like another uh skill like enough skilled wrestlers um that can actually know how to blade properly so with that with with that going on um it is probably best that they don't <laughs> try to to be super bloody uh super blood and guts um again that was a that was a, a primary feature of the 90s and, and the 2000s um it, it was a little bit in the 80s but it was but it was kind of like just for like big spots uh, but the 90s were, were a bloody time uh 90s probably early 2000s were just a bloody time for wwe but it it's important too because they're they're a publicly traded company you know they can't they can't have you know that kind of of showcase anymore so but if it happens it happens and i I, while i feel like they're toning down the blood the physicality is still there i mean when they when when you see what they do to each other with those chair shots and, and kendo sticks i mean they're the and the chops it, it's pretty brutal uh what you know what they uh what the wrestlers go through and there is some blood there you still see those scars uh you still see the damage um it's still done and there are times where hey guys get busted open it's just i i i agree from the standpoint of it shouldn't be uh intentional for the most part um but there are there are times where you just need to get some color <laughs> like there there should be a couple of 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 situations where where you got to get some color um in a hell in a cell match there needs to be some color in an extreme rules match there needs to, we need to get a little bit of color so i know that again Triple H doesn't like it. He doesn't want that, but we got it. We got to get some color on some of those things. It just it it matters, uh, and it makes the it makes the match really um, like really pop uh, in in those major in in those major spots. But the card is pretty good. It, it's gonna it's gonna happen next weekend um on October eighth and Saturday. They they've they've gone to those Saturday pay per views rather than the Sunday ones. Uh, but yeah you got Liv versus Rhonda. That's gonna be a, a crazy and fun one. I don't know who's gonna win that one. Um I still don't want to bet against Rhonda. Uh but Liv might surprise. Uh Bianca versus uh versus Bailey in a ladder match. That's gonna be extreme because both women, you know, they can they can be physical. Um Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins are going inside the fight pit. These guys don't like each other. We it's easy to tell and somebody's gonna get hurt inside that fight pit i believe there probably will be a little bit of blood inside that one so that's gonna be fun and uh carrying cross and mcintyre in a strap match my goodness like that one's gonna be not for the faint of heart because both guys laid in uh, mcintyre's physical and and uh you know he he 
welcomes the punishment. Karrion Cross seems like he's just <laughs> he, he can absorb a lot of damage. So that one's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, you got the the brawling brutes with Seamus, uh, Ridge, and, and, and Butch going up against Imperium with Gunther and uh, Ludwig and and, uh, and and I can't remember the other guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that's gonna be a, a brutal Donnie Brook match. So it's like an Irish style theme, uh, uh, no holds barred match there. So that that's gonna be fun. Pretty much what uh, him and uh, and Drew McIntyre went to went through for uh, the honor of facing Roman Reigns uh, at Clash of the Castle and the, with the last pay per view. So now it's gonna be a six man version of that. Um, again, somebody's probably going to be busted open on that one, or at least hurt. We're going to be see some blood somewhere. Um, and this one, this this match might steal the show. Edge and Finn in an I Quit match. Um, this could is probably going to be a game changer for for both men um, moving forward. Um, I think Finn needs to win it because Edge is already solidified. But Finn, as a heel, he needs to win this match to solidify himself as not just a good heel, but but near the top from a heel perspective. Especially being uh, the leader of that faction, even though they, I don't think they they want to look at. Uh, they want to set their structure up at like from the judgment day perspective as okay there's a leader um but i feel like finn balor's the pseudo leader of that group but he needs to win that match and so whatever he has to do he's gonna have to make it say i quit and that's gonna be the most compelling of all of the matches because when you look at that it's like Edge isn't going to say I quit, but because of how devious and dark and sadistic the Judgment Day is, they're going to do something. Uh, (laughs) And it's going to be like, whoa, like something's going to happen in that match. And and I I think it's going to be pivotal for both men. I mean, Edge, he's, you know, this is his last run. You know, he's going, he's, he's going through one more year and he's going to retire. But it still is going to be pivotal for both men. But like I said, Finn has to win this match. Uh, we'll see what happens. If Edge wins, not going to be surprised. I'll be happy. But I, it, it's important for Finn to get some some momentum, especially for with um, with the change that he's made. It, it has to pay off. It has to matter. I mean, he's got to build momentum, and so. He's got to win it. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about was super the a superstar spotlight. And, um, you know, this this segment, I want to try and do it every week uh, and, and get more consistent with it. But uh, the, the superstar that's in my spotlight from a wrestling perspective is Chad Gable. Um, I, I, this dude, like he, he's one of the best wrestlers in the game, like. He he makes everything look really natural. Um, he he can he he has great technique with with his work. Um, he he's that annoying heel 
<laughs> but it, but he's athletic. It's like he he's he's one of those where he can he can back up his talk. Um, and I, I really want to see him get to. I want to see him book to the point where he can really show his excellence. Like um, they really could put him on a Kurt Angle trajectory if they wanted to because he's got that kind of ability he's got charisma like you know he it's annoying charisma but he's got charisma um and but he he puts on stellar matches that is like man i want to see with him against this guy i want to see him against this guy and we all want him to succeed it's just he's got to get that that um he, he he's got to get in a in a better like in a better situation from a booking standpoint but gable is the man he's one of my favorites um i enjoyed watching the wrestler ever since he came out you know from nxt uh, with uh jason jordan when they were american alpha and i like him with otis i think they're a really good tag team like um but again even though they're a great tag team i think they work well together I, I want I, I I prefer Gable as a as a single star, um, and I think that he's he he could go either way. He could really be a baby face that you could get behind, or he could just be that heel that you love to hate. But it's like man, he's so good, he's hard to beat. Um, and if he's gonna remain a heel, they really need to build him up as just that guy that's like man, I can't stand him, but he's just he truly is that good and he's just he's really really tough to beat and when you got a heel like that that can really shine up the baby face real good to where to where it it uh it makes the name of of a particular baby face to where it's like okay if you can get past gable then you can you can get past almost anyone um because it's really hard to beat that guy uh, and because you did that now you're ready for this um or you could put gable in a position i feel like if you gave gable um a, a position where you know maybe on the fluke you had gable be the uh the the universal champion or something like that i think you'd be surprised i, I feel like he can be he could be that heel um where you can do a lot of stuff too but he can but but he's good enough to 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 uh to to outmaneuver to out wrestle and, and get a win that people didn't expect him to get. So it's I, I want the best for him, and I'm excited to see what they do with him next. He's one of my faves. So Gable, you're in the superstar spotlight, <laughs> and so that's the show uh, for this week. God bless. Stay strong. Remember. Um, you know, there's nothing impossible with God and that, uh, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. All right. Take care. See you next week. Peace out.